On October the 31st, 1517, Martin Luther posted 95 big questions which he believed faced the church of his day to a local church door in Wittenberg, Germany. 500 years later, I decided to post 95 new questions, one a week, to the web, questions which I believe the church must face in the 21st century. As part of Chalk Talk, the 95 questions that I want to pose to the 21st century church, I've reached the point where I'd like to start a conversation, a serious conversation, about the Apostle Paul. Why? Because aside from Jesus himself, Paul is, beyond all doubt, the dominant figure in the New Testament. More than half the books it contains are written by, written in the name of, or written about him. So it is that, across the centuries, Paul has had immeasurable influence on the church worldwide in all of its shapes and sizes, its dimensions and its denominations. But as a result, he's often ended up shouldering the blame for all its worst excesses, its discrimination and dogmatism, its inflexibility and judgmentalism, its prejudice and bigotry, its sexism, chauvinism and homophobia. Jesus, it's generally agreed, was a nice guy. He did nice things and he made inspiring statements like love one another the way you love yourself. Only for Paul to come along and mess it all up. But here's the thing. I believe that Paul has been misunderstood. Badly misunderstood. I believe that all too often his words have been borrowed, lifted out of context, twisted, sometimes stood on their heads and then drummed into the service of ideas and policies, doctrines and behaviours, which not only would he have never owned, but he would have hated. So rather than forcing our preconceived cultural assumptions back onto this extraordinary first century pioneer, our task is to try to listen as hard as we can to the meaning of his words in terms of their original context and culture. And I believe that not only will this liberate them from their incarceration in negativity, it will unearth their revolutionary and positive meaning for our generation, as well as for those beyond us. I grew up in a local church where it was hard to ask honest questions about anything much. The pulpit sat a long way above contradiction. It wasn't until my late 20s that I decided that in the end I'd rather live a life with questions I might never even find answers to than one which was filled with questions I wasn't allowed to ask. That's what led me to begin to ask questions about Paul and the way that his words have been served up for us, as well as to dig into some of the problems that so many people have with the angry apostle, the apostle who I, who I now see in an entirely different light as the great includer rather than the great excluder. Now, I should tell you that in terms of the study of Paul's life and work, just like in so many other aspects of our constantly advancing understanding of the Bible, there's a huge gap between the world of scholarship and that of the Sunday morning sermon or podcast. So over the last couple of years, I've written a new book simply called The Lost Message of Paul. 
in which I seek to unpack my thinking around all of this. And over the coming months, my task through Chalk Talk is to try to begin to tease open just a few of the big questions I've written about. Questions about Paul and his teaching, which I know trouble, worry and scare so many people, such as what he wrote about God's acceptance or not of those beyond the church, about divine judgment and anger, about his understanding for the reason of Jesus' death on the cross, about hell, punishment, faith, doubt, about Christ's return, exclusion, grace, heaven and a whole lot more. Now I'm the leader of a local church and as I often say to our congregation, in my opinion a sermon should be regarded as good not because everyone agrees with its preacher but because following its delivery those present just can't wait to discuss, debate and chew it over with one another because it's liberated them to think for themselves. Which brings me to a confession. The way I understand Paul's teaching now is not the way I used to see it. My faith is changing, it's evolving, and I hope it's deepening, developing and maturing. Therefore, for me, rather than placing my primary emphasis on defending immovable doctrinal positions, the real quest, the only responsibility, is to commit wholeheartedly to the continuous task of grappling with scripture. For me, this lifelong quest is not driven by any disrespect or disregard for the Bible, but instead by the very opposite, by the deepest respect for its collection of inspired texts, texts which have been regarded as sacred by the church through so many centuries. That's why, in my opinion, the common hallmark of all those who seek to follow Jesus should be to listen to one another, to extend grace and patience to each other as we go. After all, our inclusion by God is never on the basis of the correctness of our views, but always because God graciously and mercifully accepts us, mostly in spite of the views and opinions we adopt. Our acceptance of one another and the tone of our conversations should therefore always reflect this same principle. So finally, back to where I started. Perhaps it's not so much that I want to start a new conversation about Paul the Apostle as much as to continue the one that's been running since he first burst onto the stage of history into the market squares of the Roman Empire and put his pen to paper. And so to get us started, a question. What do you think, honestly think, about Paul and his writing? The great excluder? or the great includer. I'll see you next week. Have we misunderstood the Apostle Paul badly? Have we made the mistake of reading his words through our own set of assumptions? Instead, should we begin with Paul's worldview to see things the way he saw them? For instance, what if the idea that we're saved by our faith in Christ is based on a giant misunderstanding, a mistranslation of Paul's words and thinking. In my new book, The Lost Message of Paul, I issue a challenge to grapple with the task of understanding the words of Paul through his culture, rather than imposing our modern Western ideas on him. 
It's released on the 21st of June and you can pre-order it now through the link below.